The Spanish announce table. Tom, it's that time of the week again where we gather around the uh, Spanish announce table, as it were, and we talk wrestling. But first, before we get into that, man, uh, what's what's new with you? Well, first off, let me ask you a question. Mm. I'm throwing this on you. Nine inches. Uh, right on the right on the jump of the episode. <laughs> uh-huh. So at, at my work, I've been doing uh, question of the day. And I thought that'd be fun to do with Tim at the start of the show because sometimes we don't necessarily always do crazy, exciting things week in, week out, right? Today's question of the day, and I will pose this to you now. Before um, ask you this question, I will preface it with assume it's a professional, right? So you can only pick one. Would you rather have a personal chef, driver, trainer, or masseuse? Mm. Because I drive an hour and a half every day right now, I'm leaning towards driver, but trainer sounds... Really nice, but so does chef, man. Well, I, chef, I would prefer more like nutritionalist chef. Like I want like LL Cool J's <laughs> chef, right? Like that kind of goes along with trainer. I'm gonna go with trainer. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with trainer. All right, because not you know a masseuse. What? No, because you know, man, you need that health. You need that that strength to carry you through your long life, right? The rest of That's it, I'll have to figure it out on my own, right? I'll have to YouTube and Google and whatnot. But I'll take the I'll take the trainer. And there you go, listeners. Tweet the table. Let us know what you would pick of the four. And again, you can only choose one. But what was your answer? Back to, mine was driver because I hate driving. And how much more could I get accomplished if I know I don't have to worry about driving? Where I can literally be on my phone, walk into a car, sit, keep working or do whatever I am doing, <sighs> and then just be transported to the next place. Probably coming in your lifetime, man. You'll get driverless Uber, you know? Yeah. I love it. It'd be great. So going back to your question, what did I do this past weekend? I had an eventful weekend. Hmm. I was pretty stressed, Hmm. but everything um, ended up okay. So my brother and his wife came up from Florida to visit here at Kansas City. Well, right. And let me back up. Friday night, I worked the Invicta fights. That was fine. Great. If uh, hopefully you watched it on UFC Fight Pass, if you're a fan of fights, uh, I produced the backstage uh, content basically to get them ready for what you saw on uh, the camera. Dick in charge. Yes. Television. Um, So I did that on Friday. Saturday, as I mentioned, my brother was in town from Florida. His wife had never been to Kansas City. So. Uh, my parents and I took it upon ourselves to show her Kansas city, kind of a high level view. So we took her to the Nelson Atkins lunch was at gates, took her to the plaza, showed her around power and light, did the whole gamut there. So that was good. Sunday was the kind of eventful, uh, stressful event for me. It was the first time my stepbrother met Emily. And I thought could have been going a little sideways. My stepbrother, a little bit of a wild guy. If you think I'm wild, I am a, I am a uh, pencil pusher accountant compared to my stepbrother. So if you think I'm wild, just assume that's what he is. Uh, he's the extreme of me. Um, so I was like, Ooh, maybe this isn't going to go well. Went great. Everyone was good, nice. Uh, we did a cookout. So some family I hadn't seen in a while got to see them. Uh, we told my brother and my stepbrother and his wife about our wedding. So we're going to invite them. 
they were excited, excited to come up, you know, because Jennifer, his wife, uh, being from Florida, has never seen snow. So she wants to see snow because we're getting married in February. Um, so that whole thing. So, yeah, it was it was a good one. Um, and then, man, I tell you what, now we have hit the ground running with events. So last weekend, as I mentioned, all of that, this coming weekend, we've got Father's Day. Uh, we've got um, a wedding on Saturday. Next weekend, we're going to Hamilton. Weekend after that, we're going to see Tom Segura. I mean, we've got things boom, 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 boom. And now the wedding planning has started. As you know, I've asked you for your home address because you're going to be getting something in the mail here soon. So, you know, we're in it. A, re- a restraining order <laughs> preventing me exactly. from coming within 500 feet of the venue. You know, a stupid man once said, we're live, pal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, no, he- well, the stupid man said, let me roll that back, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, well, so I did the comedy club. You mentioned Tom Segura, you know, working at, at Dustin Kaufman, whose birthday today, by the way. Happy birthday to Dustin Kaufman uh, of the Comedy Club of Kansas City. Uh, Emma Wilman was the headliner. She is from a very rural town in Maine, which is just about two hours from my father-in-law's farm uh, up there in Maine. So we talked about that. She is also a lesbian, and she is, in her own words, the man one, right? And focuses a lot on that kind of terminology and, and stuff like that. And it's just very funny, just very relatable human being, too, right? Which makes for good comedy, right? And then the yeah. rest of the weekend, Tom was taken up by my son, who we colloquially call Swim Trunk. Uh, soccer tryouts premier leagues all weekend right Mm. got uh did get two offers from both clubs that he tried out for does he get paid no these are like you know it's still youth soccer right i know but there should be something we pay for this tom (laughs) if they're going to offer something other than the you know enjoyment of playing on their team you should get a free shirt or something so i mean so one okay so like he uh, the one where he 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 plays rec league now which is not really like it's not competitive right that place Mm -hmm. offered him initially right that you had to go to two days of tryouts for each of these right and one happened to be in the morning and the one happened to be at night or in the afternoon so i was like hey we can do both if you want right the tryouts are free right um and so we went to the first one, the legends, and they, at the end, they were like, all right, they grabbed a group of kids and they were like, all right, listen, we're going to, you know, we're going to offer you guys for a division six team and the U13, which is their age group, right? Their age group, division six, there's like one through 13 or something, right? So it's about middle of the pack. And they were like, so you'll get an email. And we were like, do we need to come back tomorrow? And they were like, I mean, you can, but you're getting an offer. So if you want to come out here in the heat, great, right? <laughs> Don't have to. Mm-hmm. So we did not. Mm-hmm. Then we went and did the other one, um, and we had to go to both days of that. And they did offer him also in the same age group, Division Seven, down one, right? So he was kind of okay. back and forth, like which one am I going to take? The one of them is Fusion, which is right here near our house, and it's it's with the Sporting KC fields, right? Like it's got that tie in. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a little bit bigger, a little bit more known. Um, but Hayden's also in this group, right? The other one, he knows those coaches. They then came back and offered him to play up a year, right? So it was 06 boys. Because the coach was like, hey, man, honestly, he'd still be like the fourth biggest kid on the team. You know what I mean? He's like, so right. mm-hmm. So he's like, he wants to do that. So Hayden's going to go with that one. Uh, he's gonna, so he'll be playing mm. with the 2006 boys. Uh, he'll be playing in their Division Six league for there. And that's a competitive like. So they'll play two eight-week seasons throughout the year against other metro teams right they'll be playing all around the metro on these soccer fields and then they'll have an an indoor league somewhere and they'll decide whether to do it their own place where they do a 4v4 uh, or they'll do it 
you know, at another place, something, something like that. So, uh, and all year long, twice a week practices, you know, so soccer time, man, he's, he's getting near, he's middle school age now, you know, and he wants to do this. So oh, yeah. time to, time to focus. I'm like going to plan him out. He's asked me to plan him out a little drills and a workout regimen for out here on the ranch during the summer and stuff. So just we're, punch he's, him. He's Random. kicking into Yeah. Right. Just, yeah. Just, just kick him Van Damme style. Right. Just, just. Hold your arms up, expose your core, right? <laughs> just or just duh. like as he opens up the fridge, just give him a good gut punch. Yeah, Wah! right. Just Harry Houdini, right? Just mm, right. Just that's how fucking life is sometimes, right, yeah, man. Right. That's how it's going to come on the soccer field when you least expect it. It is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Now, yeah, now we'll be paying, we'll be running them around a little bit more. But uh, you know, if you know, I I told him I was like, hey man, I don't, I don't know, you're the type. Seem like you're going to hold down a regular job, and uh, you know, <laughs> so I was like, you you're smart enough, you could get an academic scholarship but you clearly aren't going to put in that effort right so you might as well you might as well do this man so let's let's do it right? tell, yeah tell them to watch out for middle school i know that's when i kind of flip my switch with getting aggressive because mm-hmm. because there's a difference right when you're in rec league as a kid it's still fun and stuff like that but right. once the scoreboard is incorporated mm-hmm. there's some ego well and, and also it's a different type of person playing right so i played football I didn't play soccer so maybe it's a little different but with football it's a game of physicality oh wait, and yeah. then when you get when you weed out the kids that were just there because dad signed them up mm-hmm. and you get the kids that really want to be there now we start to get at a more even playing field and then that's when the well i could throw the kid last year you know to the left and I can't throw this kid to the left. And if you're emotionally unstable like I am or was, uh, that's when, you know, you're losing 56 to 7 to Liberty yeah. and you make the tackle and the guy says scoreboard. So you take your forearm and you shove it in the uh-huh. fucking throat. Yeah, that was part of the um, – that is part of it. Yeah, I mean that definitely is. Like I could see in these tryouts, I was like, all right, man. Uh, I still kept reminding him. I was like, these hits are going to come harder, faster, more often, mm-hmm. but you're still bigger than most of these kids, so we'll make sure you're aw- – you know what I mean? You know how to protect yourself and how yeah. to throw well, it back. Even right? more so – yeah, even more so than just the you're physically bigger. Yeah, we've talked about it this off right. air just a little bit, but you have to like train the mind. Right. Like, doesn't it doesn't matter what the size of that person is right. you know your abilities you can do this to anyone right and that's where that's we're gonna get them and that's where we were talking off air about you know an old uh guest we had on the tim and tom show jeff minor does that you know with kids for that reason um, but one of these leagues is that the one he's sticking with is more that you know they play these competitive leagues and they're gonna have a score and they're gonna keep track but their goal is more focused on the individual player and they do all their practice in, in a smaller indoor four mm-hmm. on four so they maximize your players time on ball right yeah so definitely. right so that's kind of it was a little bit of a different approach he wants to stick with that and get more individual skills and that's where we're gonna go soccer maybe it'll pay off for the kid who knows but this is a wrestling podcast right and that's what we're here for and there's been some news that we want to talk about yeah so speaking of that mentality of we are the best we will you know not be deterred and we will conquer and accomplish all of our goals the company that has that spirit going forward or is right now and going forward as it looks to be is all elite wrestling. And they made some news this week Two little news items. Uh, I'll share both of those with you now. Uh, first one, all elite wrestling's next show, the fighter fest on June 29th from Daytona beach ocean center in Daytona beach, Florida. Uh, again, Saturday, June 29th uh, in Daytona beach. It is going to air live and Free and free on BR Live, Feature Report Live. But 
Uh, BR Live is the app. Uh, again, for those who don't know, this is All Eat Wrestling and CEO. It's a joint venture uh, event. Uh, the I don't know if it's the main event, but it's the marquee so far going into this is the in-ring debut of Johnny Moxley or John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, taking on Joey Janela. Uh, one quick note, if you're unfamiliar with who these guys are, but you're like, this seems cool. This seems like the thing I'd want to be into. And obviously they're not on television week in, week out. Uh, get familiar on YouTube with their The Road 2 series. This one is obviously the Road to Fighter Fest. Uh, this second episode, really good. The Joey Janela promo that he cuts in the funeral home, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then Darby Allen, awesome. Talks about why he paints his face. Because to me, when I see the picture of Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen, I just look at him and go, well, that guy is, I guess, a Marilyn Manson guy? I don't know. And then there's Cody, right? Like, I know Cody. I don't know this other guy. You really get acquainted with who these guys are. Uh, and I think it was really well done. I will say this, though. These are awesome promos. And this is the type of promo that we're looking for, right? When one of our biggest criticisms, Tim, as you know, is, God, it just doesn't sound like this person would say it, right? We, Why would, you know, Roman Reigns saying suffering succotash, right? Well, this doesn't have that. And it's awesome because of it, right? It feels genuine it feels like a character saying like the person playing the character knows the character more than anyone else so it seems genuine coming from the character now that's the plus side on the negative side is it's not a scripted promo so you start to get a little bit of rambling a little bit of hey we're going right let's uh, get back on course you yeah, know let's get it not back all here. these guys are stone cold right right exactly and even stone cold if, yeah. if you go back and listen to some promos it was like what the hell are you saying pal i'm not following uh and it has a little bit of that which is good it's refreshing right it's good to not have everything cookie cutter uh but there was just a little bit of like well hold on you guys are both saying the same thing right. kind of uh but it's going to be amazing. I'm excited for it. And now it's free. So obviously that first uh, event, the Double or Nothing, was on pay-per-view, $50. Hey, we're all working here trying to make a dollar. It's hard to spend $50 if you don't have it. So that's understandable if you missed it. This one, look, if you're listening to this podcast, most likely you're doing it on a phone. Uh, a phone has apps that you can download. BR Live, again, Bleacher Report Live or however you want to say it. Uh, is an app you can download and you can watch this event for free on your phone, on your tablet, on your TV, however you you know stream apps, you can watch this. And again, June 29th, Daytona Beach Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida, Cody Rhodes, Darby Allen, Joey Janela, John Moxley. You got the the dorks, the young bucks. You have got uh, Cody and Dustin Rhodes. You got all of it. It's going to be fun. You got Kenny Omega. Um, apparently Chris Jericho storyline has taken himself off of this event because it's being streamed live. He thinks that that is beneath him to be on such an event that would just air live on an app. <laughs> That's fun. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so yeah, that goes down again, Saturday, June 29th, um, okay. on BR. Second piece of news. Yeah. May coincide with this. I haven't seen any news as far as him being announced on this specific event, but Sean Spears, formerly Ty Dillinger, 
has now officially signed with All Elite Wrestling. As you know, last time we saw him collectively uh, was on the kickoff show, the Battle Royal for Double or Nothing. At that time, I think the consensus understanding was it was a handshake agreement. Hey, we'll pay you X amount of dollars for this event, and let's see what happens going forward. Now we're going forward, and he is signed, and he is in All Elite Wrestling. Uh, very excited about that. Um, I think it's going to be good. I think he's still leaning into the perfect 10 thing, which is great. Because some th- sometimes when you know WWE guys would leave, you would say, like, that's a good character. They just need to get away from WWE. Right. But then they would get away from WWE and then do a complete left turn thinking they had to reinvent themselves. And then there's something that no one likes, you know. Uh, Sean Spears seems to be going into the right direction saying like, you guys know what I am. I'm the perfect 10. So let's just do that. They own the name Ty Dillinger. This is my real name. Let's go with it. And so I'm excited about those two things, man. All Elite Wrestling making some moves. And again, that YouTube series, The Road to whatever their event is. Last time it was Double or Nothing. This is Fighter Fest. Uh, I'm really into it. Digging it. Yeah, I, I am looking forward to it. I did catch one of those roads to it. It was a little while back. I can't remember which, um, you know, which one I watched. But yeah, I mean, I am excited for it. You're right. There, There is something for, okay, let's not let all the clowns run the circus completely right there still should be an oversight and a theme and maybe not writers but you're still running it by a producer and somebody's got the pencil as it were right like the the the, to use the old phrase so but i am still very much excited for aew just for this reason right it will be artists being artists yeah and i tell you what the the promo from this last youtube episode uh that i was most impressed with was joey janela i really completely transparent didn't know too much about him except for he was a psycho and he was kind of this pseudo bad boy weird 1990s throwback but then still kind of relevant and cool today but then a psycho to the back of the ecw days he was just this collage of things that made him joey janela uh again saw him casually or if he went viral doing something crazy on twitter that's how i knew about him so this was the first real promo that i saw of him and man in my opinion he knocked it out of the park he went after john moxley saying how he was a watered down uh kevin dunn version of a mechanic uh he was talking about how if John Moxley wants to take him out, he better put him in this coffin. A coffin was standing or sitting behind him. Uh, he went into it, man, and it was pretty cool. I liked it. Uh, I'm excited for this, especially given that it's on an app. It's not on TNT. These guys are trying to be known as the crazy you want to die than get in the ring with me type of wrestlers. Man, we could get Terry Funk McFoley 2019, could, you know? We might. I mean, we might. We'll see. Uh, yeah, they released the new SmackDown Fox logo. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, that, that sucked. Revealed. Yeah, it looks like the Simpsons version of it. Of it. it just looks, it looks like looks there like it Fox is. Fox did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just looks like, oh, there's Fox. Yeah. It, it doesn't look like Fox like, Sports it did it. It looks like Fox did it, right? Which is totally different. Um, yeah, you saw Tyrus, uh, got some sexual misconduct allegations, got kicked off Fox News. How how big of an asshole do you have to be to get kicked off of Fox News? Yeah, tell me about it, man. Uh, you I must mean, have really messed up. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. But there was it a- was it allegations at Fox? Yeah, something about the co-host, him sending lewd comments and texts and something like that, and you know what you're not supposed to do. It's 2019. I don't understand how you guys don't understand that. 
Not that you should have ever done it, but like really now, like you're still gonna you think that's ever gonna work out for you? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I know I know that one of the cool phrases about, you know, men and masculinity is like shoot your shot, man, right? Yeah. But maybe don't. Yeah, maybe, maybe don't. don't. Yeah, I saw like one to. one tweet where somebody it was like a, a study and it said men supervisors now report being afraid to do you know what I mean to have interactions with their female coworkers and somebody retweeted like this is not hard like keep your fucking dick in your pants keep your hands to yourself and don't comment on how we look yeah next fucking story right done she was like you guys are exhausting what the fuck <laughs> yeah it's not difficult <laughs> right that's exactly what she said she was like this is not difficult she was like you are exhausting yeah so all right well if there's no other big news then we will what take a break huh we'll come back and talk about I don't know, Raw, SmackDown, I guess, right? That's that's all we had to watch, huh? Yeah, this week, as far as outside of that All Elite Wrestling news, kind of slim pickings. Um, but we got some, we got some thoughts, we got some tweets tables, we got some uh, Raw and SmackDown uh, written recaps by the one and only Tim mm-hmm. over there that you can find mm-hmm. on SpanishDownstable.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll cover some stuff. And we'll talk about. It. Maybe we'll have our suggestions. We'll have our thoughts. We'll try to make it better if we didn't think it was good. How about that? Right. So we'll put on a smile, and we'll talk about Raw and SmackDown when we return to the Spanish announce table. At the age of fifty-six, Teddy Roosevelt Jr. was the oldest man in the D-Day invasion. The Spanish announce table. <laughs> Tom, Tim, did you also know that we have our own merchandise for sale? I did know that. Mm-hmm. I actually have a t-shirt and a sweatshirt and coming soon, once I get done with all these medical bills, thanks government and healthcare, I'm going to get me a coffee mug, mm. a Spanish announce table coffee mug. Tom's so broke, he can't even drink his coffee, folks. That's why you need to go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net and look for the link that says merch table up there. It'll take you to our Zazzle page. Zazzle. That's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E, but it's just easy to go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net and click the link. And then there's all kinds of stuff, man. There's shirts. There's a deck of cards. I think there's a flask, maybe? I, you know, I don't even remember. Coffee mugs, phone covers, t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats. Very Various designs. Any and everything you can think of, we got it. Click the link, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. So do it, SpanishAnnounceTable.net, Spanish Announce Merch Table. Check it out. The Spanish Announce Table. Better? Yeah? Yeah. Sound okay? All right. Hey, Tom. (laughs) Hey, Tim. (laughs) Yeah, what's up? Oh, well, here's a good question for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite song from a movie? Hmm. There you go. Think of that. uh, Yeah, I don't even know, to be honest with you. Here's some good ones. Here comes the men in black. Men in black. That's a good one, huh? And then you got Celine Dion. Yeah. And then you got Kenny Loggins. Basically his whole music catalog, right? Danger Zone. Yeah. Footloose. Yeah, that's true. Everything he did. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Then you yeah. got uh, Lion King, Circle of Life, Elton John. I'd say the standard porno music that you hear in every porno, right? The wah, 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 right? Kenny G? Yeah. <laughs> Kenny G? Is that what you said? I don't know. Is this Kenny G's music? You watch some shitty Sound porn. Right. All right. Uh, <laughs> or is it upscale? Yeah, maybe you watch some very... Uh, yeah, you watch shitty porn. All right. Uh, <laughs> 
So, Frozen. Tom, uh, we were going to talk about Raw and SmackDown, but we we realized there was something else that kind of happened that maybe was also news, but it's also wrestling. Uh, why don't you Why don't you fill us in? Yeah, so the Saudi Arabia show fucking sucked, and that's what we're going to talk about. Look, we've understood now after the first one. I think even when the first one happened, I was texting you, and I was like, "This is a glorified house show." And I think going forward, we understand that now, right? Our expectations aren't getting too crazy they can say all they want because of contractual obligations to say it's as big or bigger than wrestlemania it's not it's a glorified house show and with that being said neat right most of us work a day job during the day not you know overnights um so that eight to five gets a little mundane like i said earlier in the first segment we all have phones with apps so might as well put the saudi arabia show on while you're working that's pretty neat i like that aspect of the, these shows because it just gets me away from staring at a support ticket, right? Because I work in IT support. Anyhow, so for that, it's fine. Now, let's just get right to it. The The rest of the stuff, here nor there, Finn Balor beats Andrade, sure. Uh, Shane McMahon beats Roman Reigns because of Drew McIntyre. Take it or leave it, whatever. Those are Those happen, but... We were nervous collectively as the IWC about Goldberg at, I believe, 52 years old wrestling Undertaker at 54 years old in a hundred degree hot weather in a foreign country they, I assume, have never been to. Now, yeah, this is, this is coming off the heels of gold dust, Dustin Reynolds, Rhodes, whatever you want to call him, at 50 years old, stealing the show. So I think we were well, like, Meh. What, we were like he, Goldberg looks good, so we were like, meh, maybe. Yeah, we thought but the possible. difference is, yeah, uh, but the difference is, is the match was a little bit uh, better constructed with Cody and Dustin, and Dustin has a better ring skill set than either Undertaker or Goldberg. And then thirdly, Dustin was working with Cody, who's in the prime of his career and can do things that Dustin can just sit around and not bump for. So little bit circ- different circumstances, but I understand what you're saying. Now, they should have, WWE that is, should have taking, taken the blueprint of the Dustin match and said, hey, let's use Goldberg or Undertaker and let's use him with a counterpart that is in their prime. So um, if you wanted, one thing that I Finn really Ballard. enjoyed, yeah, well, one thing I really enjoyed was the Rusev undertaker match for what it was again this is a glorified house show when are you ever going to see rusev especially happy rusev day at the time versus undertaker in a casket match that's neat again we all know that nothing's going to come from it so take it for what it is but at least you got a young guy and an older legend you can mix the you know have a collage of a good match there goldberg you could have had him wrestle Ricochet or uh, had him wrestle Cesaro. I think Cesaro Goldberg could have been really good. But we got 52-year-old versus 54-year-old, and it was exactly what we thought. Now, that being said, there is a caveat. For as bad as Goldberg is as a wrestler, and I'm saying that like, oh, he can't do the Dean Malenko thousand moves, right? His match with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, the five-minute match, was really entertaining. When they just did, you know, spear, jackhammer, this, blah, blah. It was fun. It was one of the best five-minute matches of all time, in my opinion. Right, right. But. Including your own. Hey-ho. 
Hey, hey. But as bad as Goldberg is, this one, this match with Undertaker was probably his worst. But like I said, the caveat is he knocked himself out I within love 35 seconds. Yeah, but I love how you're just like, look, I mean, this was the absolute drizzling shits, right? I mean, yeah, it, it, was. it was the worst it thing was. I've ever seen in my life. I, it made me want to stab my balls out. He probably, uh, you know, would rather trade his firstborn than to do this again. But yeah. let me tell you something positive. <laughs> yeah, the positive part is it, I don't think it could ever be that bad again because he knocked himself out. <laughs> So he set the floor. That's your positive, right? Like, it can't get any fucking worse <laughs> from here. <laughs> right. It cannot get any worse than that, I believe. Tom, you, you are the Proof epitome. Boy, remember when you had issues with positivity? Those are gone. Those days are gone. Yeah. Tom is yeah. so happy now that he, yeah. just, he looks I on the bright find, side of I everything. I can build a silver lining in anything. <laughs> everything. Yeah, this, I have not seen any of it. And I, oh, by all accounts, have to. I know I have to, but I kind of almost don't want it. You ever like, you ever, let's turn the page and get a little dark here. You ever gone to a funeral and been kind of like, oh, maybe I didn't need to see that dead person, right? I could have just known they were dead. I didn't need to look at that body. Yeah, you know what I mean? I yes, yes. I kind of feel like that with this, right? I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't but need to. This one, right. But this one is, hey, man, they made a lot of money and made an ass out of themselves. Let's at least laugh at them a little bit. Okay, yeah. Right? right. Like, that was fucking horrible. Right, yeah, I'll give it, it a was shot. Just, yeah, it was just so bad on Maybe all accounts. We did on episode 21 when we got really drunk and we watched Heroes of Wrestling. Maybe we get really drunk and watch this match. And Easy. <laughs> yeah, except yeah. for we have to get really drunk really before that match yeah, because that match right. isn't that We'll do it at the same place, and we'll do put it up on Patreon. There you go. You guys can pay to watch that, yep. right? There you go. Oh, it'll be funny. Oh, like it would that. be great. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it, it's the worst possible match they could have had, but it's because, in my opinion, Goldberg knocked himself out, and then Undertaker got a little lost and confused. Man, when Goldberg, or uh, excuse me, when Undertaker won and rolled his eyes and just was in disgust. Oh, man, that's how we all felt. Now, he was a little bit of a dickhead in the sense that, hey, man, you should have realized that this guy is fucking loopy. Well, yeah, well, and also, oh, oh, correct me if I'm wrong, Take. Uh, did you guys come out here and practice this match seven times? Did right. you Did you get yeah. out here early? Uh, did you, write, you know what I mean? Did you talk it out on the bus when you rode here with the boys, or did you not, right? So you only yeah. have yourself to blame also, right? So. Yeah, so I, my, my final thoughts on just that match in particular is I never want to see them wrestle again, but I also don't want that to be their last match. So I'm in this little internal conflict where I don't want that to be it. That was so fucking bad that it honestly a little bit ruins their legacy. But if they can have a match where you put Undertaker with Aleister Black and let's just say you put Goldberg, like I said, with Cesaro and you do a passable match, good. Right off in the, onto the you know, right off into the sunset with that. But what we had there, ugh, it was fucking horrible. Horrible. And here's the other thing. This is now two years in a row that Undertaker will have the worst match of the year. As you remember, last year, I almost was in tears when they did DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. Right, right. yeah, yeah, and Shawn Michaels came out. And, and Kane's oh, mask fell off. Mask fell off. And Triple H 
tore his pec. Gosh, uh, Undertaker was look, lost and confused. It's so okay, and and, and this will help segue into where we're going because I said on if you check out SpanishAnnouncetable.net and check out some of the past articles I wrote uh, about the Super Showdown uh, somewhere in one of these, and I just kind of mentioned I was like, I just don't like. Uh, maybe my anger should be more directed at the people of Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, right? Like, why are you guys still wanting to see this? Why are you demanding this? Why are you paying so much money? You should know this is not going to be any good. You have evidence from last year. Why, why are we doing this? So, yeah, I don't under. It, I think that comes from uh, really, really rich people that look down on pro wrestling but know that pro wrestling will put asses in seats so what's the names they know that name and this name and their the other old name and that's why they're doing it they don't they don't watch in my opinion the people making decisions over there in Jeddah. they don't watch raw they don't know that ricochet versus you know chad gable could be a good match they just watch well and then all those people are going to go just because that's the only one they ever get to go to so they're right. just going to go exactly. no matter what. So they know they've got them. Yeah. And, and well, that segues us because uh, you can also follow along with us. Uh, we're going to kind of review, as I did review on SpanishAnnounceTable.net, uh, we'll start with Raw, huh? And, and it, yeah, let's San Jose, California. You ever been? I've drove through. I have never yes. been. Coming off the heels of the exciting Super Showdown, right? We had Raw. Now uh, it opens up with 15 minutes of promos. Right, we got Seth Rollins out there talking about how great he is, right? His farts don't stink, something like that. And then Baron Corbin comes out. Now, I like this, right? Baron Corbin's blaming the referee, right? He's shitting on John Cohn, which we still got to get interviewed on the show here. Um, and he's like, hey, he cost me the match. So, because I used to you know, be the general manager of Raw, I know how to work things. And now I have my right to pick a referee for our match coming up, right? I like that. Good explanation. Easy to go with, right? And then I like Sami Zayn coming out. Also being like, yo, let's do this, right? Give me a favor, right? Scratch your back, your back, right? Uh, and then Kevin Owens came out. And I was like, all right, are we going too far now, right? Like, <laughs> now we got an extra guy. But they, I feel like they get a pass because they're, you know, Owens and Zayn. Yeah. I got a little tired. Again, let's just end the, the brand split because now I'm seeing Sami Zayn every week. So I don't even know what brand he's on anymore. I'm being dead serious. I really don't know if he's a SmackDown guy or a Raw guy. So let's just end that and just call it what it is. We have six stories. We're yes. telling you six stories. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to uh, have to do that because like, I think when when it finally goes to Fox and everything, they're going to want the people over there. You're going to reach the spot where Raw and SmackDown are taken up like we said was going to happen. Of 20 to 30 people, all the rest of people, you're either going to have to now have another brand somewhere or you're going to have to let them go. Or you're going to put them on NXT and let the NXT people go. Or you're going to, you know what I mean? Like you're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, But I I got a little bit like, okay, let's, it's the biggest problem with raw is it doesn't feel raw. Actually the two biggest problems in my opinion with raw. And I believe I've said this before, but the two biggest problems is that raw doesn't feel raw. It feels very formulaic and scripted. And just like this opening segment it was 15 minutes of talk to where we get a match at the end of the night hey here it is here's a teaser and stay tuned because you'll see it at the end of the show you do that every fucking week and then second it is more and more every week feeling like a tv show in front of an audience instead of a live event that happens to be on tv 
And there's the other disconnect of just like, oh, so you see them standing in the ring. They're watching the same promo as I. And then they get to wrestling or they stand there in the dark and wait for commercial break to end, end, even though they have a real beef with each other. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Yes, it. I, we've said it a thousand times. It is akin to a traveling circus, but we don't have to present it like it's actually that, right? Which is what they present it as. It's big circus. Well, my, well, my thing top. is, right, but even the circus says, like, this is for the crowd. Raw feels like this is for that monitor. And fuck that, man. Like, that's not for the camera. This is for you guys here. That's what makes AEW, like that double or nothing, Never once, at least how I felt, never once did I feel like any one of those acts were playing to a camera. They were playing to the crowd that was in front of them. Yeah. And that's what you need to start doing. So you're supposed to be getting a live look in, right, on a, on this traveling live fighting organization, right? If I'm believing kayfabe, right, I'm getting a live look in on this traveling live fighting organization. So everything's going to be in ring unless we're doing a hey, we're backstage now talking with this guy, right? Or we're doing promo over here, or promo in the ring, right? Or we're doing contract signing or something, right? But the idea that, like, there's just a camera and we're catching these two guys, you know what I mean, talking the back, you, you're starting to cross that uncanny valley, right? Like, we're getting too much of that, I feel like, right? It, just like you're saying, it feels t- too much like a, you know what I mean, like you're saying, like a TV show that just happens to have live people there. One of my biggest beefs, and one thing that I actually really enjoyed about Stone Cold, because he didn't do this, but one of my biggest beefs with that opening segment promo is everyone is facing the same way, the camera way. So, you know, at least for the audience, they're seeing it. But when you're there live, why the hell is Seth Rollins not turning to his left? Why the hell is Seth Rollins not looking to his right? You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I always felt like there was maybe a little bit of stage fright or, or public speaking fear or something. But he would be like half circling that ring, looking at everywhere to where the camera guy's like running around to like catch his face because he never knows which way his face is going to be. Now it's like everyone's facing that way and we're all half looking this way. And what in the hell Here's is that? Here's a concept that maybe and, and forgive me. I mean, I haven't done mass market production like they do, right? but I feel like they know what they're doing. Do they need a hard cam anymore? Like, can't you have enough cameras that you can switch away from that you can have every angle already covered, right? Like you can have a couple guys on each side of the ring that are ready to capture whichever way they're facing and they don't have to run around everywhere. Like the hard cam. And then you can sell more of those tickets over there where you've taken out mm-hmm. half the arena for the cam. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. I, I, it's theater I don't know. in the That's round, just- right? Yeah, there's every every start of Raw and SmackDown uh, to that degree is just it's just, uh, it kills the crowd. It kills me at home. I want to I want to be, but I want to be envious of that crowd. I want to sit at home and say like I wish I was there. Well, yeah, because you're an extension of the crowd. This right? Yeah, right, you're but, an extension of the crowd, but it kills them because they're sitting there like, all right, man, we get what you're saying, right? Like oh, they know. Well, and it's like I know he's not going to look this way. Like I can just I can just check out because he's not looking at me. He's looking at that camera. I happen to sit behind him. Fuck me. <laughs> um, you know? what, and then they move on to Lars, and it's back to the Lucha House Party. I'm like, are we not done with this? Well, 
again, that Saudi Arabia show is not a storyline show. It's it's a house show. So yeah, we haven't done that match yet. So we got to do it here in the states. And so it happens. And that's fine. Whatever. Like one thing that a criticism I have of the IWC is even though we figured it out, right? Lars Sullivan is a monster who's going to wreak havoc up and down the roster of both Raw and SmackDown, right? That's that's what he is. One thing that I think the IWC I criticize about them and us, you know, I'm in it too, is we we don't want them to wreck the havoc. Just get to the ultimate story. Like, what is this character? Like, Lars Sullivan has to wreck havoc to then be the monster that wrecks havoc. We can't just say have lip service and say this is what this guy is like. He has to beat up the Lucha House Party. Now it's gone too long, but he has to do that to establish monster. So like the first time they got put together, everyone was like, "This is bullshit." And it's like, well, because we get it, but the nine year old doesn't. He thinks maybe Lucha House Party might win. Like, right. you know. Yes, and I agree. My complaint has been that this has been too long, right? Like, guys, come on. This, no, but I think I said in the article that, like, I'm, I'm surprised they think I'm going to get mad at him for this, and I'm surprised they think I'm going to keep getting mad at him for keep doing it. Right? Like, I, like, I don't care. Unless, unless you really lean into it, where Lars Sullivan almost harasses the lucha well, house party and just never lets them go make it raw make me uncomfortable right like yeah. i thought you broke one of them right like yeah. dude was this real um, after you beat them up you go back to the doctor's area and you beat them up again because it's fun and you're like damn man but right. like, it's bad enough you broke his arm right now you power bottom him through yeah, a table? I mean, like rip masks off of their head without untying it you know what i mean like do something yeah right? mm-hmm. um uh, so the 24 seven title still going and I will give it this, right? The people that are being unused are at least getting some screen time, right? They can continue this thing offline on social media, somehow stay somewhat relevant. So I will give it that, right? It does have an avenue for that to kind of weave in and out. Kind of almost how you said the, um, the party train with no way Jose could do right. And kind of weave in and out and lead us through storylines and kind of segue us. So I don't mind it as much. And this one, I guess wasn't all that terrible, right? Like it was a fun moment for them to all be trapped in an elevator, and then as soon as that's done, it's like, all right, fuck it, <laughs> right? Over well, breakfast club. I club-ish, actually think, almost. yeah, and I actually think it's the most raw thing about Raw. I don't know what's going to happen. Like our truth losing the title in one of those segments is not um, out of the realm of possibilities. It's not a segment that I watch and I go, for example, it's not a Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre match that I watch and go like. Well, we know Roman wins, right? With the 24-7 title, the, the credit I will give to it is I literally don't know how the segment will end. You're right. I literally don't. Well, yeah, so now I we don't know. know if that – yeah, I don't know if our truth might go heel to keep his title. I don't know if he'll hide in a in a uh, you know moving suitcase or whatever it is. And so it's like at least I'm on – you know, for lack of a better term, on the edge of my seat because I am at least intrigued because – there is no real blueprint of how this segment will end, and I'll give them that. All right, Lacey Evans and uh, Becky Lynch had a little kind of the the split screen promo face off, which I'm usually not the biggest fan of to begin with because there's not a whole lot of payoff to them, um, and there wasn't in this one either. And there, but there kind of isn't in this storyline period. So, I mean, I had an idea that's on there where I mean, she should be 
doing like seminars, right? Like lady, here's how to be a lady. Here's how to, right? Carry yourself. Lacey Evans should be doing right. And Becky Lynch comes in being the man, right? And doing all the unladylike stuff. She's birching or belching in the back, right? She's, she's, you know, playing poker with the dudes, right? Smoking a cigar or something, right? Do something cool. And that causes her to get pissed and snap and all right. Like, but th- this is just them talking shit and great. I've heard all their lines. Yeah. Yeah. I think the split screen interview thing can never be topped after what Samoa Joe did when he did his split screen with uh, Brock Lesnar and he left the split screen to go to where Brock Lesnar was to confront him face to face. That was awesome. That's the best you can ever do with that type of a segment. But I agree with you. It's this has fallen flat. I understand Maybe Vince or higher management says the best asset that Becky Lynch has is her trash talk, right? That's what got her to become the man because of all the trash talk that she put on Rhonda and Becky or not Becky, um, Charlotte and all of that. But you got to give me phase two, you know. It, it feels a lot like well, she can still Seth trash and, talk while she's doing stuff. Just right, do stuff. But it feels it feels a lot like. Uh, honestly, Seth and Kofi as champions, where it's like, we got what we wanted. That is awesome. Now, again, this isn't an off season, so you have to do phase two. What's phase two? And it feels like all three of them are, well, no, Seth wrestles really well. Uh, Kofi's in the New Day. Have you heard about this group, the New Day? They're in the New Day. He, the champion is in a group called the New Day. And then Becky Lynch, Man, she throws good insults. Hey, guys, it was an insult. How good was that one? And it's like, yeah, that was cool in April. And I know that's only two months away, but it was also two months away or two months ago. So when we said like wrestling was akin to traveling circus, we envisioned that supposed to be like Cirque du Soleil. What they're really doing is showing up like the real traveling carnival. That shows up and they're like, look at the amazing insult lady. Insult them, lady. And she, you know what I mean? Like, all right, get back here. We got to move the next one out. Right? Like, that's what it feels like. And it's just, ugh. all right, not to keep complaining. Here we go. <laughs> um, okay, so Alexa Bliss, I feel like there is some subtlety to this one, right? Because she does so, show signs of like realizing her wrongdoings and how they're. Like, she'll have those moments where she's like, maybe that's why I'm, you know what I mean, this now. But she's still doing it, right? She's using Nikki Cross, which I like. I wish Nikki Cross would still turn it up a little and get crazy when she gets mad about things, right, that she's led her into. Yeah, and and hopefully this is where it leads to. Because either one of them goes super nuts, I hope it's Nikki. But nothing to me will ever be better for the Nikki Cross character when she was insanity trying to like push the guys away to beat up the undisputed era or whoever it was. Uh, and I hope that's where this leads to, but I do agree. I really like the Alexa bliss self-awareness from time to time. And you know what? I'll give them this too. The coffee thing. I'm in on it. I like that t-shirt. It's not, it doesn't look like anything wrestling. Like it's not, unfortunately it's a black t-shirt, which I'm, we can do more than black t-shirts in pro wrestling guys um but, they but can i like sell the coffee angle actual coffee they yeah can sell oh, actual i would buy coffee it. right i would exactly. buy it in a heartbeat exactly yeah, yeah this nikki cross thing is a, what they're missing here is why we liked becky lynch also was the aggressiveness right nikki cross was that that's also why we liked her and now they've turned her into this like oh man unsure of herself weird 
You know what I mean? Like the initial Bailey character almost. It's yeah. just odd. I don't know. Well, yeah. To me, Nikki Cross should be trying to roll up our truth for the 24-7 title. It should be all the guys running after our truth and training is Nikki Cross who gets distracted by shiny objects. You know what I mean? Like make her the Tasmanian devil. That's who Nikki Cross is to me is the Tasmanian devil where it's like, Hey, she doesn't really speak uh, to you and you might want to watch out cause she might take you out in tornado. That's right. who she should be. But that's all gone now. They've lost that. Right. Cause now they've dropped the curtain on that. Like she's self-aware. Yeah. She's, but again, maybe the Alexa Bliss heel turn, or maybe it's the Nikki Cross heel turn on Alexa yeah, that when she drives her. Figures arms. it out. It drives her back. Yeah. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. So I like. Then they had Miz TV, and Joe comes out, and Miz is giving him shit. Like, why would you shit on? You know, talk about his family like that. Your track record. And then he's like, or maybe let's talk about your family, right? And they stare down. I'm like, awesome. Here we go. And then they brought in four other motherfuckers into this and then like then there's a six-man tag when two of the guys were there to fight joe but now they've got a team with them just because they're also bad guys and then cesaro gets hurt like god damn it yeah i i don't know (laughs) like why did they do that leave it at joe and the miz that was great their chemistry and the stare down was great i thought miz was like all right let's fucking do this and we don't we haven't seen Mm -hmm. that really have we joe and miz a whole lot like i I don't think so so i don't think so yeah and what's Joe doing? You know, like Joe's one of the best still, yeah. especially in WWE. And you got him, you know, watered oh, down mid card yes. and giving you a real fight feel and making you go, yeah. like, oh, this shit is about to go nuts. Samoa Joe is better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like making you feel like he might legit rip this guy's ear him off. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know? And yeah. that's why I loved Brock Lesnar and Samoa Joe because I was like, "Wait a minute, are they getting real? Like, Again, is this did this turn a little bit real?" You had distinct brands that did not mix. I understand you might, you know, WrestleMania, everybody's there, or you know what I mean, like things like that. But you could have Joe much more prominently featured. They just never went that way, like, and they didn't do it right. They didn't. Oh, know. you know when they're going to feature him is after he's retired. He comes back three years post retirement for Jetta twenty twenty six. Or whatever, and that's when we're going to feature him. Um, He'll be the Batista, you know, spot. So, I thought here was a good piece of writing that really got screwed up by Shane McMahon and the and the performance of this was oh. Sami Zayn in the back with Shane, right? And he's like giving him the idea. He's like, I could be the outside ref, and then Shane's like, You could be the outside ref, right? And steals the idea, right? And makes it his own, which is great writing, but. You had no subtlety to it. It was right after he said it. You didn't say it in any kind of like like you were actually coming to the idea. You just didn't realize the guy had just said it, right? Like like a, a real actual neurotic, you know, power hungry guy does, right? Like there was just no. Act. I was like, God damn, this is garbage. Shane, okay, everything that Vince is, Shane is not right. Like Shane's a better athlete than Vince. But Vince's promo, Vince's believability, Vince's uh, character development is just light years ahead of Shane at any point. This is the worst Shane ever because he looks he looks tired. He's consistently sweating all the time. He's winded giving promos and he forgets. I know it's a scripted promo because I see him forget his line. Oh, he pauses every fourth. Yeah, every he, fourth look, line he, does he says. He pauses. He breathes. He grabs his lips. 
He remembers the line. He finishes the line every time. It's so bad every it's like, time. It's. And, and, I mean, yeah, it's just. It's real bad. I mean, it really is bad. You're right. It, it is the worst he's been. This is the worst he's been ever. Yeah, that's it. Ever. It's so. It's just so. Now, here's what it is. Not good. It has not given good. him some ultimate heat, right? Everybody wants to see this guy punched in the face. I don't. <laughs> you don't. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him. Like, for as positive I was about the Goldberg Undertaker, because I understood that Goldberg got knocked out and still continued, that's admirable quality. Shane, just, it seems like they're pushing it. I feel like, I the way I feel like when I see Shane walk out from the curtain, like onto the stage, is Ben's kicking him in the ass to get out there. Like, it doesn't feel like Shane wants to, he's just mundane, he's dry. Uh, he's very monotone. He sweats a lot. Like I said, he forgets his lines. It, it just is like, Hey man, do you, I feel, I feel like after he comes down from his Coke high, I would take him to the side and just be like, do you really want to do this? Like, is this you, or do you want to go back to China and create the other YouTube thing that you did before? Cause this seems like something you're just not into anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You want to go to AEW Shane? All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Paul Heyman comes out, and it's like I said on the website here at SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Um, Paul Heyman, it's accepted fact. He can talk people into the building, but it's just oh, lost on every me time. now. It's just lost well, on me now. It's lost on me because it's the same song and dance. <laughs> yeah, Brock exactly. Lesnar's the best. Yeah, Brock Lesnar's the best. Okay. Hey, did I tell you Brock Lesnar's the best? Yep, sure did, Paul. Anything else you want to say? Like, he's being told to say the same thing, and to his credit, he's saying it to you 15 different ways, but now I get it. Yeah. Paul Heyman can say the same thing a different way every single week for the rest of his life. He will never and run out of a way. Be, right. It would be poetic. Yeah, and it, would, it would be entertaining. Right. right. No, nothing that he's done yet is not entertaining. It just yeah. doesn't hit home because yeah. we know for four weeks straight, he could say the same promo and come up with a new relatable, um, you know, like theme to it that you'll understand and it'll feel different. But yeah, it's just like, yeah, like you're saying like, okay, but now we understand the point and it's the same point every time, which fast forward here, we got cocaine chain in the gang doing a best in the world <laughs> celebration. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. that's what they should do. They should make Shane fucking like a low-level Scarface, right. just an out-of-control cocaine chain in the gang. Right, that's what the name of this episode should be: Cocaine Shane in the Game. Cocaine Shane in the Game. Um, well, yeah, I mean, like if they did that whole like third hour of Raw is going to be Raw, right? Like, why not? Right? Let's fucking have some fun. And you don't have to do the cocaine thing, but make him this erratic mob boss who is paranoid by McIntyre and Elias, but still needs him as allies. That so would he be does better. At least when he's forgetting you know, his lines, it would seem right. Yeah, he could he could forget a line and look at McIntyre like, did you just say something to me? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you said something. Like, no, I didn't. All right, well, back to you, Roman. And then he just goes back and says his fucking stupid he's, ass he's line like, about. Yeah, Shit. And he's like checking under the uh, 
under the ring for fucking like because he's scared and he's paranoid. Well, but then you still keep that. Hey, I'm gonna make the announcer say I'm the best in the yeah, world, right? right? Exactly. So he still has that confidence of like I'm still the shit. But was someone fucking with me? But the walls are, are crashing, are right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, who's that guy in the fourth row? Yeah. Should he be sitting there? Yeah, I thought that was I thought ticket. that was a seat. Yeah, I thought that was a seat for you know my cousin or something. That ain't my cousin. That's what he says. Like, what? Fourth row. Look at that guy. That guy can't afford a ticket. Something's up with that. Who put him here? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Drew. <laughs> go. 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 Talk to him. Look at that guy. He can't afford a ticket at all. The only ticket he can afford is a speeding ticket. All right. Um. Bray Wyatt. Or what? No. Here we got um. The revival went in the tag team champs again. And sure, why not? I mean, there's no storyline here, so why not? Yeah. Next. All right. Now the Firefly Funhouse. Uh, if they're not selling an actual jam here that I can buy, like within a month's time, they're doing this wrong. Well, they're selling you a t-shirt of a jam. Dude. Just like they're selling you a t-shirt of coffee. He's on a marketing gold mine here, though, right? If this thing continues to catch fire, right? All those characters, the fun house itself, they could sell that. The masks, the, you know, the, the gym. They could make a Wyatt gym down the road if this thing takes off. Like, he could be on a fucking gold mine if this gets pulled off right. But I'm still worried what you're saying. Well, here's where I think it could take a really cool turn. And this is what okay. I was hoping for as soon as he killed the rabbit. Is you start to understand what the house is and it's essentially what we see in his head it's his it's his mind right right so you killed the rabbit well next what next week guess what the rabbit's fucking back right the rabbit never died right you know why because these are all figments of his imagination right Right. that's where you can get right he's fucking nuts right yeah man it's like no there isn't a fucking real witch there isn't it's all him but and then you get that the ultimate payoff, I think, the ultimate, ultimate pr- payoff for Bray Wyatt from this whole entire thing from NXT to now, I think the ultimate payoff would be the moment. And this is how he should retire. I'm going way far in the future. But the way he should retire is the self-realization that this was all in his head. Because, right, you know, he thinks that there's the witch. He thinks uh. that, you know, there's rambling rabbit or whatever. But that moment when he's like, wait a minute. What? And the way you retire Bray Wyatt is you commit him. So, like, he gets put in a straight jacket, and that's where we never see him again. Dr. Shelby. Something like that. Yeah, (laughs) Dr. Shelby's a little bit. I'm saying get real, like, fucking nitty-gritty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because how do we get this to the ring, though, right? Like, how is he getting in feuds that we're going to care about if he wins or not? I don't know. How do we get him to title feuds? I don't know. Exactly. This is all great. It should have done what you said, right? It should have been the Eater of Worlds. That's that's an only way I've heard that gets people in the funhouse, that gets him. You know what I mean? He's got to have some followers that are in the funhouse. So there's mm-hmm. that, right? People are fighting for their honor or yeah. he's trying to gain power, but he's doing it with by manipulating people to be in the funhouse, right? Like those kind mm-hmm. of things, right? We've got to yeah. get either manipulative or it's either got to be sociopathic or psychopathic, and so uh, sociopathic's easier to write to, I think. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. And so. there's and like you said, you know, go grab three of the fucking talents that are running after the twenty four seven title. Just right. grab any three of them. Yeah, grab the three that any aren't three. running that are last in, in the chase. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know who would be a fucking great first follower hmm. for Bray Wyatt, in my opinion? Huh. E C three. Okay. E C three. Just fucking strip him down of the bullshit weird thing yeah get him off that i'm the super rich guy and i wear fucking orange spray tan and 
And now you can get back to that after he, you know, sure. overcomes Bray Wyatt, but don't do it anytime soon. I would say do it like two years. Yeah. And then have him come over. Right. Have him, I mean, a different name, right? He's not even EC3, right? He's fucking Derek again or whatever the fuck. Or it just is. Ethan. Ethan, right. Yeah. That's what I'm he, Ethan. he, yeah, he calls him Ethan, right? Young yeah. Ethan, right? Hello, Ethan. Just let me in. Hi. Yeah. Right. Just let me in. Right. He keeps chasing him around in backstage while he's posing in front of the mirror. Right. And he's like, get off me, weirdo. And he's like, we could get you to better heights, right? You just got to let me oh, in, right? The way you could, the way you could get him to his house, EC three to the house. Mm-hmm. We're just spitballing here because that's what we do on this show. Uh, the easiest way you can get him to the house is, you know, how he always is backstage posing in the mirror. You just show him looking at the mirror and just the fucking rabbit. One week is in the mirror. So what well, the yeah. fuck is that? Okay, so here we go. And then. Yeah, a week later, it's the witch. Yeah, here, here we go. Oh, I got this. I got this. Right. So uh, we do what we say, right? Bray Wyatt's kind of getting in his ear, <laughs> creeping him out a little bit, starting to think. And he's like, "It's all right. You'll come to the Firefly Funhouse, and I'll show you." And he's like, "I'm not coming to your Firefly weirdo Funhouse." No. And he's like, "No, you're going to come to the Funhouse. You'll see." Right. It's all. It's all in front of you. Right. And then he goes back to looking in the mirror. Right. Well, next week, like you're saying, rabbits there. Whatever. Weird. Next week, rabbit and witch. Whatever. Weird. Eventually, a couple weeks forward, it's all in front of you, right? He keeps telling him that as he's looking in the mirror. The entire Firefly Funhouse is behind him, and he turns around, and he's in the Firefly Funhouse, right? Mm-hmm. And now, what the fuck? And everything, crazy weird mask, black, right? Yeah. And now we've and got the next week, brainwashed And then the Ethan. next week, right. And yeah, brainwashed Ethan. And the next time we see him, he's sitting crisscrossed. With the kids in mm-hmm. the fucking Firefly or right. Firefly Funhouse, with that same. I wouldn't even look. do it because they're they're not that good at writing. Like <laughs> to write this for WWE, I think you could even go even simpler. What you could legitimately do is keep having the Firefly Funhouses by themselves, yeah, and keep doing the twenty four seven two separate worlds, right? And EC three is is chasing the twenty four seven title. Mm-hmm. And then he has to pose in front of a mirror because he's superficial. And then he, you see the, the 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 rabbit. Right. And then a couple of weeks later, because you you slow play this, right. then you see the the witch. And then one of the last Firefly Funhouses. There's two left. The one before the last one is there's a knock at the door. And Bray Wyatt's like, we have a visitor, and he opens it, and it's fucking Ethan. Yeah. And that's how you end the episode. And then the next one, the finale of these things, is Ethan sitting crisscrossed as one of the fucking kids listening to Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And then that's how you get them to the ring because Ethan will wrestle and Bray Wyatt is his friend. He's letting them in. Da, 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 da. Mm. I like all this. Um, yeah, and then when somebody crosses Ethan, well, they're the yeah, next. Yeah, right. then you're going to fucking get it. Right. I mean, yes. Now, look, both of our ideas were great here, and either one would work well. They should hire us. God damn it. All right. Um, Seth Rollins, I mean, no final complaint in the last match there, I guess. I mean, you know, it is what it is, right? I just, I don't know. I don't think Corbin's winning this title, so I just don't really have any yeah. connection to this. Well, and I feel like they're they're building both champions, Kofi and Seth, in the mold of Bret Hart to where – you know the work rate of Bret Hart? Well, that was fucking cool when you don't have to watch it each week, right? Like, it's fun to watch Bret Hart and Razor Ramon from 93 in 2019 when you can just turn it off and then not have to worry about the stories. But, like, I want fucking stories from these guys. 
Stop making the work rate right. the fucking story. Well, that was raw. So then we moved to SmackDown and we get a continuation of Cocaine Shane and the gang, right? But this time it's not Roman, it's The Miz, right? It's the same storyline. Just swap out Roman for The Miz. Yep. Hey. And there we go. Now I did like, like, hey, you got to beat two henchmen to beat me. And then he doesn't. He's like, oh, I'll give you the match anyway, right? And, right? Like, so that's good. Again, it's telling a good enough story where if, if just Shane wasn't as weird as he is right now that anybody else i think we'd be like ah he's playing this role well you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he's, i hate him don't like him right so i don't know yeah i, I wouldn't god yeah. i i wish it was a more scrawnier piece of shit guy yes. in chain right like if it was leo rush god that would be awesome yeah or yeah or if it was just like road dog right like who's in charge well, no, I'd wanna see, I, yeah but i want to see someone that can wrestle that's what i'm saying but like like, yeah, I want to see this little motherfucker get his ass beat. Like, yeah, you know, grind right. your teeth and not like the fucking guy. If it was if it was uh, the 205 Live um, general manager, what's his name? Drake Maverick. It was yes, Drake Maverick right. getting yep. wins over Roman Reigns. That'd be awesome. So then we got Mandy Rose still throwing around her magazine. She's messing with Ember Moon, which, you know, and Ember Moon kind of snapped a little bit, huh? Yeah, yeah, she had her right. red eyes. Ooh, right. again, we need a we need the female Undertaker. Let's make that Ember now, Moon. Does it feel like they're trying to write more storylines for Mandy Rose than they are with others? Right? They try to give her that Uso one. This Sonya Deville thing's going along. They're trying to mix her in with this. Like they clearly are trying to write to Mandy Rose. I just don't know if anything's really sticking. Yeah, because she's bad. Right. No, she's not. She's bad. All right. Well, then we got. <laughs> I mean, she's bad. <laughs> we got the Planets Champions uh, up against Heavy Machinery, and, and a couple of takeaways from this. That's a good fit, right? I like their term "blue collar solid," right? They can sell some shirts for that, and they're making Otis seem less like a babbling buffoon, right? He's got actual yep. words. He's still goofy, and he's still thrusting, which is fun. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I think this could be good if they have a little program here for a while. Yeah. Of all the storylines of characters who are, you know, in WWE, maybe I'm a mark for it. Yeah, I'm a mark for it. Whatever. Say what you want. But the planet's champions should be the fucking storyline on both shows. Right. For every time we see Shane, it should just be pause and put in Daniel Bryan and it's planet champion time. Well, like th- that's what it should this be. This is what I said. Like he should be helping the corporation to help further his liberal agenda. Right for yes. all the things right and he'll come so he's got all the vegan options at catering right there's no they've gone meatless and everybody's pissed and he busts into like talk to shane about it and he catches shane eating a hot dog right and he's like where the hell did you get that he's like you can't mm-hmm. be helped i'm spreading this message it's about appearances man you know like they're having their own infighting right but he's still helping shane for that you know i mean like there could just be all kinds of cool stuff that you can do here well yeah and the, and uh, They've done that in the past, right? The corporation and the ministry. Remember the corporate ministry? Like mm-hmm. those two things had nothing in fucking common except for power. And this could be the same thing. But I just want Daniel Bryan's Planets Champions as the 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 number one story. I think it just has so much meat on the bone, pun intended. Uh, and I just think it can be the thing that we all are like, hey, pro wrestling's cool. Look at this fucking guy right. and the fucking big so guy relatable. behind him. And, yeah. and it's a twist that it's taking what we do like and what we think would like the reason CJ Parker didn't work is because we were like, Hey man, we, we think recycling's good, but like he just wasn't pulling it off. Right. Right. Like it's yeah. taking the idea of, well, yeah, of course we should recycle. And of course we should but cut stop out the meat, fucking but you're getting, being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Buying a t-shirt isn't that bad on society. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. New days back in full effect. I just don't know that I really, 
excites me anymore. Here's the here's the thing that uh, dawned on me as I was watching that the new day has been together longer than Emily and I have been together, and Emily and I are about to get married. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, come on. Yeah, I just I I I really am hoping for the big E turn now to join with Dolph because I just I, it's I'm I, the new day thing to me is just it, it could always come back later a la Shield right we don't have to say. It's ever, it's done. I, I understand they're probably making a lot off marketing, but man, I, to me, it's just what new story are you telling? Right. You have to tell a story, and what new story are you telling? Unless you guys go heel, Kofi turn Kofi heel and New Day as his henchman, and now you have the yeah. heel New Day running. They the started show? out heel, you know. We just thought yeah, their stick have was them fun, go so back to heel. Yeah, maybe I'm into that. Right. Maybe I am into that. Here's what I'm starting to not be into is Alistair Black. He's still whining again. Now he's no, opening the I like door. It. Yeah, I know. I like well, it. Well, he's doing like it well, right? Like, he's yeah. really good. But I love that when he was, like, looking at the guy, uh, acknowledging yeah. that there's someone else in the room. He's like, you, open open that door. Right, yeah. And he just yells to the locker room. I, I yeah. like that. Well, but can't he just go to like Shane and be like, no, give me a match? Because, <laughs> because these guys are are people he pities. He doesn't want to go out and fight someone because they're not on their level. He wants, he wants to have the someone. balls to come to him and say, I'm ready to fight yeah. you. Yeah. He knows in his mind that he, the, and I keep using video game terms here, but he's the ultimate boss, right? right? And so he's telling to the locker room, you guys are all lesser than someone come prove to me that I'm wrong about my thought and i like that it's the you guys aren't worth my time will someone will 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 any of you idiots out there just figure out who thinks they can kick mass and i'll just show you that you can't like i I know he's a baby face but if they go a little bit more like that then i'm 100 percent in because i like that that thought right it's the it's the king shit you know awesome guy but in a new wrinkle but yeah don't go too far because I am on that verge of, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, go ask Shane if you want to fight. But I'm still in that. It's a cool story. Well, here's something that they did somewhat well, right? So last week Andrade, I guess, you know, beats up, or um, yeah, he beats up, what, Apollo to prove a message to Finn. So Apollo's there, like, saying, hey, what the hell? And I'm thinking, like, well, where are they going to go with this, right? Because he's the third wheel. Well, because it was to transition to introduce us to clearly a new gimmick with Chad Gable G-A-B-L-E. here. G-A-B-L-E, yeah. yeah G- G-A-B-L-E, right? JBLE. Ooh, uh, my favorite thing of the week debuted on 205 Live. So now hopefully we get a hey, isn't this character interesting on SmackDown? If you want more of it, tune into 205 Live. Hopefully again, making 205 Live something interesting. I've said it since American Alpha and NXT. To me, Chad Gable's money uh, right now. He is guarding my wedding ring in my room mm-hmm. as Tim gave me Chad Gable. So yep. thank you for that. Um, but I just think everything you did with Kurt Angle, you could all the ideas when Kurt Angle came back, where you're like, well, but Kurt's fifty now, or what? However, yeah, doing however old he is, right? Like we can't do that. Well, you know what you can do is all of that shit with Chad Gable. He's entertaining. He's charisma. He has charisma. He obviously can laugh at himself. He's believable. He's a fucking Olympian. His in-ring style can be high-flying with AJ Styles or Matt Bass like what he did with Jack Gallagher. Uh, Gallagher, Man, 
miss me with all that fatal four way to determine a number one contender next week. Let's make Chad Gable versus whoever that champion is and make Chad Gable the champ. That's how I'm doing. What do you think this gimmick is? Is he, is he somehow evaluating? What's he doing? Here? Yeah, I think he's like maybe Olympic coach kind of thing. Yeah. Like I could see a whistle around his neck right. and he's like teaching your math skills the- up. Well, almost the three eyes, remember, yeah. mm-hmm. where it was like, you know what you need to succeed in this uh, world, G-A-B-L-E. And it's, you know. He looked like he could barely contain his excitement, though, in debuting this thing, right? Like, he looked like he almost broke several times. Yeah, I think you do a little bit of a cross between, like, the best parts of Kurt Angle, Simon Dean. Remember Simon yes. Dean was shell, s- ser- yes. uh, selling those protein shakes? Yes. Like a Simon Dean. The Buddy uh, Rose diet. <laughs> yeah. You, you do a Simon Dean Kurt Angle with a little bit of the Kurt Angle wrestling machine where it was like, all right, if you want to – you want me to take my whistle off, I'm going to beat your fucking ass. Like the whistle should be his uh, Sylvester Stallone uh, turn the hat – backwards in that over the top movie about arm wrestling remember yeah oh yeah yeah right that was it was over the top right yeah right right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but like yeah. If, if gable takes off his his uh his whistle mm-hmm. like you're gonna get oh yeah right yeah he just takes it off slowly you right? Fuck him. right you don't think you can fuck him um and that's kind of it new day one you know at the end of the day sure, yeah sure. right Sammy's so ain't still is yet to win a match since he's been back yeah, I just I don't think that's true. we talked about a lot of things that had subtlety and some and some teeth to them that I just don't think we get. I, I'm kind of on Dina, or John Moxley's page here now that the corporate structure, the way they do it, it's not going to get better till that's away. That's not the way yep. to write wrestling. It, well, I, I see a lot of people defending on the, when they're like, well, the Big Bang, right? Can you imagine if the Big Bang guy did this or whatever it is? But that's not what this is. That's This is not scripted television. This is a traveling live broadway play and you're damn right broadway actors change the fucking script to fit their character all the fucking time all Mm -hmm. the fucking time and even actors on tv shows do that shit also they know their characters and they demand what's good for it and Mm -hmm. it's allowed like it's just it's, I, yeah, yeah i agree yeah well that's the biggest thing is it's allowed a phrase john moxley brought up he said every other form of entertainment and sports man they recognize the talent is the product and they treat them with this. Oh my God, we better not piss them off. Right. Like they're the, like they know at any moment, if the talent just says, fuck you, I'm out of here. They're like, ah, shit, that's really gonna hurt us. But WWE is the exact opposite. They're well, like, but, it's a fucking job. I, right. Well, but I believe that's more for self-preservation, right? Cause mm-hmm. look at sports who maybe have been burned by that. Oh, well, sure. UFC, yeah. right. Conor McGregor, is now yeah. saying I want ownership. Well, well fuck you. Well, you know what I would tell. Says, fuck you. You know what I would tell John Moxley is the reason those other forms of sports and entertainment have it better. Unions. Well, that's yeah. Yeah. We all know that, but let's just you know. We'll stay away from politics. So, anything Anyhow. else to uh, <laughs> anything else to say here on episode two sixty four? Co- uh, cocaine Shane and the gang of the Spanish announced Cocaine Shane and the gang. <laughs> no, man, I think we should end it on that. All right, then we will be back for episode two sixty five next week of the Spanish announced table. Fun fact: the Bible is the most shoplifted book of all time. <laughs> The Spanish Announce Table.